This is Self, a podcast where we stop portraying who we think we need to be and start embodying who we are. We are your hosts, Emily Ayers and Jordan Daniels. Welcome back, y'all. This is, I don't want to say revival. This is a resuscitation. Um, <laughs> a resuscitation. So, because revival sounds like it already died. Resuscitation sounds like we are just bringing it back. We're breathing new air into this. Yes. Um, so this is super exciting. Um, the, we, Em and I are back. It's been a year and a half since we have done the self-podcast. We're doing an entirely different medium now. And I mean that in the sense for us medium because um context we have since left long beach and departed from each other we now live in different states this is super exciting so we're going to see how this takes off and how this goes but we're super pumped to do this and i want to just real quick acknowledge the power of skype for enabling call recording because this shit about to be off and popping up in here we have been going with this idea uh we've been toying with the idea of bringing this back or sorry resuscitating this um for I mean, honestly, the past year and a half, and we just kept thinking, how do we do this? Will we do this from afar? How can we do it via Skype? How can we record this? We should only, we should like meet up once a month and do this. It was just like a lot, and but we also realized that we wanted to keep doing this in some way. We also wanted to come back really different. So I won't say that we're changing. I want to say that we're evolving because we are tired of thank you because um, we are tired of portraying who we think we need to be, and we want to start embodying who we are now and really reflect though. <laughs> Also, context, Emma and I are doing this via video call, so I can look at her face. And she was like, bob her head back and forth, like, yes, bitch, go in. Then <laughs> um, we, want, we want this to really reflect ourselves and where we are at now. And we'll we'll get back, we'll get into the why of, of the, the moving process and stuff later, but we want to just say hello, Emily. How are you doing? Hello, hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. <laughs> And I feel like I've been pushing this for such a long time. Well, like you said, we both have wanted it, but I feel like I was constantly being like, oh, we should do it, we should do it. But it's just been hard. You have work. I was transitioning into a new location, which, like you said, we'll talk about. But, yeah, I'm happy that we finally made it happen, despite all the, you know, things we could have said that, you know, that could have stopped us. We're still doing it. So I'm excited. Oh, me too. This is so cool. And we're it's, it's really interesting seeing how we do this via – Skype. I'm also realizing, like, talking, like, I really need to be more conscious of, like, talking over you or anybody because in person it's, like, a lot easier. But this way it's, like, oh, how can we do this without, like, because, like, if you're speaking, I want to get what you're saying or something or vice versa, you know. So it's, like, so it's really interesting seeing how this goes. Um, But let's delve in. We realized that we wanted to give, we wanted to tell the stories of what happened to us since we last did this. And we did this, our last episode was in October of 2017. That was with my friend, Sakura Childs. Um, so it's, so I'm sorry, with our friend now, actually, our friend, Sakura Childs. So it's <laughs> like really interesting to see, to, I, to like reflect. I hope that we'll get to some reflections from then to now. But we want to do this in a way that is more interview style. So I'm going to ask Emily some questions, and then she'll ask me some questions, and we'll kind of go through each other's stories. Um as opposed to us just like voting it out, voting it all out there. So I'm gonna start with when I was still living with you, Emily. When okay. you first left your job, can I can I name the job at this point or no? Um, yeah, you can you can name 908. Let, um, let's just not name the second one. 
storyline perfect perfect yeah, yeah yeah so you left um your uh, your position at 908 magazine which is a magazine in long beach and you were there for almost two years and you chose to leave it and that was a really big thing for you because i know that you were constantly thinking about doing it but not sure and i want to just know what was like the catalyst for you deciding to do that I think a good place to start for me, honestly, is um, our last podcast is when? October 2017? Yes. Oh, no, October, October, yeah, October 2017, yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, so we had already graduated at that point. Um, for me, I, I kind of felt reluctant in the first place when I initially took the position. And I know that might sound weird because then you're like, girl, you stayed there for two years. But um it was sort of something that I fell into I remember you and I having this conversation of like I started as an intern and it kind of grew from there like luckily I I don't regret any of it um but I realized that like as it came time to graduation I was like looking at all my peers and everyone was kind of struggling with like finding a job and all that stuff and I kind of was in this weird like semi-relaxed position because I was like oh I like already have a job set up you know what I mean and so I wasn't even able to relate to people's like fear and anxiety or even like the fear and anxiety that you had or Silvana would share with me and stuff like that um so I kind of allowed that like oh well you already have this you might as well take it take over in a sense instead of thinking that there were other possibilities that could have you know been for me at that time so the apprehension, I guess, honestly, is rooted like way back then when I initially decided to like take that position and have it become a full time position. Um, but then fast forwarding to like that October, like end of year time was really when I started. Um, I don't know, I was just kind of in a funk. I don't know if I was depressed, but I was definitely in a little bit of a funk. I wasn't sure if I was liking where I was at. There were multiple reasons for that. Um, sorry, I'm trying to figure out how, like how to word it. Uh, nicely but there were just like some issues with myself and like uh, other managers and things there and like how to work together in a way that felt like it was still like respecting my own values and like what I went to school for and what I believed in journalism and at the time it had morphed into more um, like social media marketing um, and communications work which was great but it was just different than where what I had envisioned myself doing um Yeah. And so I remember, I think it was around the end of the year that time when I like broke down to Jordan in the kitchen and just said that, like, I'm not really happy at my job. I'm not happy overall, but I feel like I'm having uh, to pretend a little bit to people just for the sake of, um, you know, it looking okay on on the outside of things. So. um, So, yeah, I say all this to say that it was it was a long time coming. And especially once I did finally decide to quit, which was in June of 20. 18 so a lot later um you couldn't change me really oh okay oh wow I I didn't realize so I so I was already gone by then okay wow yeah yeah you had yeah because Keith and I had already been living um you know just him and I for like six months at that point yeah so I I don't even remember it was just like (laughs) I just kind of felt like there I'm ready to move on I felt like I wasn't growing anymore in that position Things were really getting a little bit crazy and changing at the company, which was great for the owner, but not, again, not necessarily aligned with what I wanted to be doing, even though I didn't know quite what that meant, but um, I just knew it wasn't fitting for me at the time. And so, yeah, I finally decided to put in my two weeks and I was absolutely terrified. I just wanted to like quit and like not say anything, but Mm -hmm. I put in the two weeks and like 
uh, carried it through and I'm happy I did that because we ended on good terms and I can still talk to my former boss if I need to and um, things like that. And I still obviously check in with my coworkers and I'm still good friends with them. But but yeah, that's kind of, I hope that answers your question a little bit of like how I came to that decision was just that I felt like, I felt like it was time. I felt like I was doing myself a disservice by staying there and being unhappy in that, you know, so. No, it's beautiful. And that was a great answer. And I know that when you left, after you left that, it wasn't very long to you in another job, but in between that time, you were ta- you were tackling the idea of moving at that point too, yeah, right? right? Right. So, yeah, yeah. no, please, yeah, yeah. Oh, go okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's funny because I once I put in my two weeks, of course, I freaked out, and my first thing was like, "Well, girl, you gotta have a job, right? What are you gonna do?" So I immediately um, there was this company that I had been following. We had all been following for a really long time. I loved their work and I was like, this is really cool. I'm just going to, it so happened that literally like that same month in June that I had put in my two weeks, um, that company was hiring. So I put an application and when I tell you like things aligned, it was crazy because literally um, my last day of work was a Friday and my interview was that Friday morning. So I went to the interview that morning and then, you know, went and did the last day of like my actual work. So, um, yeah, and in the same vein, I was trying to cover all my bases because, like you said, Jordan, I was also contemplating moving. But um, for reasons we'll like obviously talk about more. There was like Keith wasn't my, Keith is my boyfriend. He wasn't necessarily wanting to move with me, and so that was a big deal and sacrifice for me because we had already lived apart for a year, which obviously you know you and I were living together, and it was doable. And I knew it, I knew it would be fine, but it wasn't necessarily what I wanted at the time. And I felt like our relationship would have suffered because of that. So it was partly because of that. And also partly, I just, I felt like I was doing it because I had no other choice. Right. I felt like, Oh, I'm quitting my job. I have to move to Colorado. Right. My mom's here. I have family here. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of gave myself this weird ultimatum. And, and then I realized like I wasn't really making that decision organically. It was kind of being forced a little bit by myself. <laughs> Um, so then when I had applied to that new position, um, I found, I found out literally like that next Monday that she offered it to me and I, I was going to start work the following week. So I literally only had like, it turns out I had like a week that I wasn't working and I started the new job and I decided to stay in Long Beach and, um, you know, do this new job because at the time it was like a dream job. And I felt like I can always move to Colorado. I want to give this job a shot and, and kind of see how it goes. And so that's, that's what I did for mm-hmm. <laughs> three months almost. <laughs> <laughs> so what made you realize that it wasn't a dream job? And yeah, what made you realize it wasn't a dream job? And then like, what was the experience leaving? I want, I want, I asked that also, I also want to acknowledge that your process of leaving was much different than 908, which I found very interesting, um, but also like very, very powerful because you really just like dipped. <laughs> you think like that sounds horrible. You can say that. I dipped the fuck no, out. You're right, it's not, it's not, it's not, it sounds like I'm like, you escaped and ran away or something. Like that, that wasn't it, but like, but I mean the sense of like, you really, like you were really firm and like, this isn't for me. Um, right. and leaving it, which was, I think is really amazing. So when, when did you realize that wasn't your dream and how did you come to that conclusion of like, this isn't for me, I'm out. So, um, oh, it's such a sad story. Not really. But it, <laughs> at the time, it, at the time, honestly, I'm being so truthful. It was devastating because you know how excited I was for this position. Like 
the the salary was like more than I had expected and like made me feel like I was going to be able to like save for long term goals, which I was able to do for the time I was working there. And even like the type of clientele I was working with and like I, it was remote. I was getting to work from home. So it was like everything was like, oh, this is going to be so amazing. And it was for the first like month. But there were a few like red flags that I should have maybe paid more attention to in the beginning. And mm-hmm. I guess what I mean by that is I remember that one of my references told me that when uh, that former boss had called her, that she realized that she wasn't very like warm. She was very like cold and kind of like awkward. And I was like, oh, I kind of sensed that too during the interview, but like, I kind of figured that's just how she was. But um, so I remember that was something. And then even uh, with my, in my interactions with that former boss, like there were just certain moments where she would do things in a way that I would kind of question or just sort of be like, Oh, you know, I don't know if I, if I would do it that way. Or, um, mm. she wasn't always the warmest to me, I guess. And I'm not saying everyone has to be warm cause I know they're not. And when you're a boss and she was a wife and a mother and all these other things, I know that like being nice should, you know, doesn't need to be on your list of things to do. But I felt like there wasn't always even that just like common courtesy of being like kind to someone like, you don't have to be nice to me, but just like be kind and like respectful. Right. So, that was kind of a little bit. And then as I, it's like multi-prong, but as I got into the role, there was this whole thing of the work not being what I expected, right? So I was managing um, uh, like social media clients basically, but we would do multiple things for them. Um, but one of the reasons why I had left my previous job was because I felt like I was juggling too much by myself only mm-hmm. to realize that in this new role, I, I had 10 clients, right? And they were each like, some of them were very high profile to her company. I mean, just in general, they were pretty big clients anyway. And so the pressure was like huge for that. And I was having to juggle those 10 clients. And on top of that, I have a boss who was pretty like, um, what's the word? What's, uh, is it micromanaging? Is that the word? Mm, yes. Yeah. 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 Who's like, who thought she wasn't micromanaging, but at the end of the day, it's her business. So she's going to want things the way they are. And I can't be in her brain. Right. So it just, it, I feel like in, in essence, it already is that even if she's trying for it not to be. So um, yeah, it was, it was that. And then I started like full, I think I've already talked about this before, but um, yeah, I started like making mistakes or just like, cause I was learning. So I, I wasn't getting, I was having a hard time with like some of the programming or like juggling the 10 clients. I would sometimes mess up and like put a hashtag from a different client. And that would be a huge thing, which I totally get. Or I'd put the wrong location that was from a different client. And so it just got to be a lot. And I was trying, like, all these different ways to, like, organize myself and, like, or, you know, get everything together. But I could not get into a group. And, yeah, I just just got to the point where she even, like, had to sit down and, like, have a talk with me a couple times. And I was like, this is not me. I don't get in trouble by people. I didn't get in trouble get in trouble in high school okay like what is I'm a grown-ass woman I don't need you to like do you know what I mean like that is just like yeah. the most demeaning feeling I don't know if that's just in general or if that's just me but I just felt like I'm too grown to feel like you're talking down to me and that's mm-hmm. how it would feel again in those conversations it was trying to be collaborative but it had this undertone of just very of like condescending kind of like I can do this how come you can't or how come mm-hmm. you're not catching on already and mm-hmm. so it just was like continued that and I'd say by like month two by the end of month two I was like stressed all the time I was like anxious whenever she'd text me I was anxious when she would email me and I was like Emily this is what you were trying to avoid this is what you're getting w- away from because this is how you felt at your previous job with your previous boss and now you're in this position so I remember that um 
we had brought on this new client and um, we got this long email about like all these things that had like gone wrong or something. And I knew it was going to be like all on me, right? Even though her and I had worked on stuff together, even though she had reviewed everything multiple times. And I was like, I remember telling Keith, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I'm done. Like, I was like, I don't even want to go in tomorrow because at the end of the day, if she didn't want me to be there anymore, she would cut me off so quickly and not even have a second thought about it. And obviously I know like that's not etiquette and I wouldn't practice that in the future. But honestly, just that was how I was feeling at the moment. It was like, I mentally cannot do this anymore. And I do not want to put myself through the stress, the anxiety of probably crying my ass off because I'm so scared to go in there because she's going to be mean to me. So yeah, I, I just, I ended up writing her an email, like the nicest I possibly could, because I was appreciative of her. I was appreciative of her time. Um, and I knew that we both wanted it to work, but I think we both knew it wasn't working and I just wasn't mm -hmm. a good fit for the way she wanted to run her company. Um, and the, and her systems behind it, you know what I mean? So for me, that was kind of like the ultimate last year. I was just like, this isn't fitting with who I am on multiple levels. And yeah, again, I wish I, I wish I would have done it in a different way, but it served me at the time. And so, yeah, I did dip the fuck out. Um, so yeah, that's kind of when I, rec I, I hope that answers it, but that was a little bit of how I recognized it wasn't like that dream job. quote yeah. unquote. What did you learn about yourself throughout that process of like leaving it? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I learned a lot. I think I learned that I need to like trust my instincts better. Cause like I said, there were a few things that didn't sit right with me, but in an effort to like preserve the way that this, you know, dream job looked, I kind of like let it pass, even though it didn't sit right with like who I was. Um, and I think it just taught me like a lot about, um, needing to forgive myself and like be easier on myself. Cause I was like really, really hard on myself. I remember I was texting you, I was texting Savannah and just kind of feeling like shit all the time. And like feeling like making a mistake was the worst thing ever. Um, and mm -hmm. so I think I really had to learn that like, it's okay for me to fail, which I'm sure we're going to get into, you know, when we talk about where we at today, <laughs> but yeah, I, think I, I really had to learn. Um, I had to learn to trust myself and just, um, know that it's okay to make mistakes I think those were huge things for me but also it, it did also teach me a lot about myself and like what I am able to handle because mm -hmm. even though maybe I wasn't doing the best job I was still handling those 10 clients and like doing as best I could you know so it gave me that confidence and I got to like lead meetings and like be with these high profile clients and know that I was like worthy enough to be there if that makes sense mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yeah um, so since sidestepping, sidestepping from the professional into the personal, and without sounding like so self-indulgent, like I moved out and that was hard for both of us. And we'll get into the why for me later. But what was that like? And just for context for people, because it, it makes sense if I tell you now, I had moved out because my father had passed away. I wanted to, I wanted to go back home and stuff. Um, and so, and that should lead into a, a second question as well, Emily, because you had came with me to the memorial of my father's service and i'm actually curious to like what that experience was like too um so just to re reframe let, 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 let's start let's start, let's start with like that first because i had i told you i was moving out when mm -hmm. i came and i was when i came back from visiting him um over christmas and then he passed away after right. that um and then I moved so I guess like walk me through was like what was going on with, in your mind during that time in regards to you moving yes yeah 
Yeah, I mean, again, I I knew that it was something you had already been thinking about. Of course, it 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 was just devastating when your father did pass away and like so suddenly after you had just been there spending time with him. Um, so it was hard. It was it was hard be- and for selfish reason reasons because obviously I'm like losing my best friend in a way in the sense of us like having that closeness like physically being able to see each other every day like there's just a certain bond that you like build with the person or like you know we would watch Game of Thrones or like we'd have our shows we'd watch Insecure or even like just coming home and, like knowing there was someone uh, going to be there and like just different things like that were going to be hard for me to cope with and I mean no, no overall number one was just like um losing that companionship like there in your house with you almost 24 7 unless you were out doing something you know so that was hard for selfish reasons but then uh taking a step back I 100 and you know 20 percent understood why you needed to do that for you and for your family and I'm we're gonna get into everything that was going on with you but I just knew that it was the right thing for you at the time and it wasn't like you were running from something or um I don't know, doing it for the wrong reasons. I think mentally just needed that like clarity and that space of being out there. And I, I respected that. So yeah. Thank you. So, still Thank you. Sad, so, so speak, speaking of clarity, I imagine at the same time, while it was like, oh, it was so sad. So it was me. Like, like I imagine that that gives you a sense of clarity as well within yourself, like not having another person there and having like more physical space. Like we, we, we have come to know that physical space in our surroundings often affect us. Um, so have more physical space in like your home. So like, how did that affect you being able to have like space in the living room and like space just for just you and Keith? Um, it it was really nice, honestly. Like I remember, I remember the day you left. Oh my god! Because remember we had went to like um, we were with Kira and Savannah. We went to breakfast. Mm-hmm. And stuff. Yeah. So then um, I remember like when Keith, I don't know where he was, but he came back and like everything was just so open and like immediately we just started like cleaning everything and like situating stuff. And it was just like a very like, like a, I guess a breath of fresh air and not in a negative way that anything of mm-hmm. you being there was negative at all, but it was just kind of like you have this open space and this kind of opportunity of, for me, what felt like something new as I'm sure it felt new for you as you're, you know, going back to, or going down to Oceanside. And then for me, it was like this kind of refreshed space in a way. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I think, I think it felt good. And it was at the time I remember feeling like very excited as I was like cleaning everything and like, yeah, I was excited for stuff. So. I do want to ask you real quickly as well. I know we both experienced this idea of like this theory of like fear, not theory, fear of backtracking by moving back. So how, I just want to like, how did you grapple with that? We can get, we can get into more of that once we talk to like the, where we are at now, but I just wanted to, I thought that's really interesting because you moved to Colorado, um, which, which, which was like to back to where your family was. And, and I, and I find it interesting because like it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be like a directly backwards because it's not like you were living there before. But I know you said it felt like a backwards moment before before you moved before you quit your last job. You thought moving back was like a backtracking. So like what like what what made you stop thinking that, that was backtracking? Or do you did you, do you still feel like it feel like it is? Um, I think it was making me feel like it was backtracking in the moment. Was I felt like well, I was afraid that I was, like, running away from something, I guess, mm-hmm. um, versus, like, making that active decision to do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For some reason, that was, like, a big 
dif- like difference in my mind. And mm-hmm. um, so, so yeah, when I looked at it that way, I was like, oh, well, you're backtracking or AKA for me, at least you're like running because you're, um, you know, you're afraid maybe that you're going to fail here in California or you can't afford it because, or, you know, there are like all these things and I'm like, oh, so you're running, you know, to be with family and they can help you and, you know, all these different things is kind of what made me feel like I was backtracking. What was the second piece of your question? Um, I, <laughs> yeah, I was so, I was so engaged. Oh, I was not thinking it was backtracking. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. it was. Yeah. Um, and then I think what made me stop realizing that I was back, that it wasn't backtracking was um, when I did make that differentiation that I was making the choice to move to Colorado and I wasn't running from something Cause like I had said earlier, um, when I quit 908 and was getting ready to like make that decision about the new job and moving, that felt like I was being forced and it wasn't an active decision. So then this time around, I had to be like, Emily, you're cho- like, you're choosing this. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not running from something. And like you said, I didn't live here before. I, and yeah, I had to remind myself that I'm not the kind of person who is just going to be like, sit around and do nothing and not be ambitious or go after the things I, I want to be doing and it doesn't matter where I'm at I'm always going to do that and be that person wow I love that I love that well thank you I mean that's questions I have right now of course we'll get back we'll get into where we are now after um my session um so that's great hey y'all struggling with the new year I want to really acknowledge the fact that during this moment with Emily, that sounds like we're just hearing her story, but in the day, these are all lessons that we can pull from that will put this within our lives. And I find really interesting this lessons of realizing when you're not taking steps back, when you're not running from something, I think they're really important. So I really hope that everyone at this point is taking a pause to acknowledge what they've heard from Emily and think about how that can affect them in this new year of 2019. So thank you for asking those questions. That felt good. I feel I feel kind of cleansed. I hope you do after these questions for you. <laughs> I hope so too. I'm nervous and excited. Oh god, don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. So going back to where we were um, that last podcast in 2017, I would love to hear a little bit more about um, where you were and um, kind of what you were going through at that time in your life. Because I don't know if we really had talked about like what was going on and then kind of what led up to you making that decision uh, to move to Oceanside once you had been visiting your father mm-hmm. um, over mm-hmm. Christmas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So is it, is it interesting that you, is it interesting that you said earlier that you didn't feel like I was running from anything? Cause at first I, that, like that was my biggest like hesitance to move is like, if I'm, if I'm moving, am I running from something? Um, so around October, um, I was interning with a really popular organization in Long Beach. I won't say the, I won't say the name there because mm-hmm. you know, my, like anyone close to me knows that was a great experience in terms of like my own man, like my own manager and stuff. Um, but it's a really great organization. I love it a lot and I had a lot of respect for it. I wasn't happy there. Um, and, and I was working as well um, part time for a restaurant too as a server and during their social media. Um, so my headspace was like I am doing like what I have my like education for, 
but not in the capacity that I wanted to be doing it. Um, and I was, I was experiencing that throughout, like, the entire time there. And I was hoping that my internship would evolve into a job, but I knew rather soon that it wasn't. And that was more because, um, because I mean, like, at the end of the day, like, my manager, we just weren't seeing, we weren't on the same page. We're seeing eye to eye. And that same time, I actually, like, my manager was new, like, I was too. So they probably weren't prepared for an intern, which I totally get. However, I, and, and like, and if, and, like, if, 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 they're, if they're ever to hear this and, like, and, like, be like, what the fuck? Like, I honestly am fine with them hearing this. I feel like they weren't seeing me and my own talent and worth. And that, and, like, that really, like, messed with me a lot um, afterwards, um, post-leaving, and especially in terms of my job now. But, yeah, I just felt like I wasn't being utilized or valued. And I knew that I had really good ideas, and I knew how to do them well. And they were never, they weren't listened to, or if they were, they were totally done in different ways that, I, that like, I knew wasn't going to be beneficial. The other day, like, my education was in social media, um, marketing and storytelling and representing a community of people and their like their like their experience wasn't just like that their experience was with brand and like selling a product or a service um so I was very frustrated with that you know the restaurant was great and all because it was like a restaurant but I never wanted to be a server you know I never wanted to do that (laughs) but I needed (laughs) was not my calling in life but like I mean like I I need the money so like a lot of the work I was doing was like was like was like just working just like survive essentially that was a big thing for me that like one of the catalysts for me moving was like I am tired of like just surviving I want to be thriving so in December, my mom went on a vacation with with her with her sister, my aunt, and asked me to watch my father. That at that point had really bad dementia, um, kidney failure. Um, he had like this disease that was like Parkinson's, but also like affected his neurological system. Um, and he, he basically had like a shit ton of stuff that was just really wrong. Um, and so I knew it was gonna be a struggle. I knew it was gonna be a struggle like taking care of him. And my mom, I knew my mom like wanted me to be to be back home to help him um and, I, and and you know and like she would say how bad it was and i was like i don't really know how bad it is so i was i took this as like the opportunity to gauge how bad it was and when i got there um within like the second day i like knew that it was bad like i knew it was bad like he could not sleep a full night and he with his dementia like would wake up in the middle of the night and then like, and, like hallucinations um and because he had had he was his kidneys, his kidneys were failure failed he had dialysis and had a catheter so he would always try to like rip out his catheter which is in his stomach and like if that rips out like you get infected and you have to like go through all the stuff and it just was like not like it wasn't gucci so like i knew like i knew very quickly that like i had to move home to take care of him and I, and i knew that it wasn't going to be long for him to pass as well. And I, you know, and so, so it's, a, it's a combination of like, I wasn't happy with where I was at. I wasn't doing what I was doing. You know, I also like, I, I wanted to be like an influencer. It was in my head to like be like a, like a plus size fashion figure to, to like influencer work. And like, and, and when, and, and, like, and like, I will, like, I will argue this. Like, I really believe that I was like on the brink of it. I really think I could have happened. And I, I, I could have like, like been somebody in that sense. Um, and I, and, 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 you know, and, and so I was like, okay, if, like, if, I, if I come back and I don't move, I'm like, I want to either, I, I want to quit the restaurant job, I want to pursue this more full time. And I really, and I applied for a job at where I was interning at as well full time. Um, but I knew that wasn't going to happen. 
Um, I knew it was going to happen. And I was like, I was like, Jordan, like, the best decision. It's not, it's not the best decision, like, for me. But, sorry, it wasn't the best decision for life. It was the best decision. Sorry, it wasn't the best decision for me, but decision for life, I guess. Like, it wasn't what I wanted, but I knew I had to do it because I had an obligation. I feel like I had an obligation as, like, a child to my father and, like, to, and to my mom to, like, be there for his last moments. So I came back from that after right before the new year and I gave my two weeks into both of those spaces. Um and within and then, and then like literally the day after the day after um I gave my two weeks to my internship, he passed away. And I and I I was like at I was at, I was at work. It was so funny because um like I had that morning I woke up and I was like, oh I was like oh I should call my parents but I was like oh like I I was like oh I'm busy I have to like rush to work so I wasn't gonna have time. Um like and like somebody I was like call them, call them, call them but I, I didn't do it. So I, I was like, it'll be fine. And I got to work and I got to work early. Um and my boss and so I left my internship and went to the restaurant. The restaurant boss was like, So are you like gonna leave? And I was like, Oh my god, who told you? But like but, but, but I was like I'm thinking about it and then I was like my I was like, I was like my my mom business I played some music. I was like live my best life and my mom um, and my, my phone's in my, my back pocket, and I usually have my phone on silent when I'm working. Um, but like my head, my head, my head, out, my head up was like, pick up your phone. I picked up my phone. I such a text message. She had, she said nine one one, and I was like, okay, like it's gonna be like he's in the hospital or something. And she had called me and was like, your dad just passed away, and I like literally just like dropped. Like I, like I was like, it was like so dramatic in my head. Like I literally like fell to the floor, like on my knees, and like couldn't breathe. It was like it, I've never felt this before in my life. Like. Feeling like, like I like that feeling was like your gut punched and you can't like breathe at all. Like it was the weirdest thing. And I just like remember, like her saying that, and like I was like black for a second. And then like my boss like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "I was like hyperventilating." And she came to like the back room, and I was like screaming for like five. I screamed for like maybe five minutes or so, um, like crying. And then and then and then I was like, "Hey, to put us together." Um, so I like I like I have to go. I like ran out the door. I like, drove straight home. Um, and that was like that was like really hard for me to do that. So then it happened. I was at home for a few days. When I came back, I was you know I, I was like I'm definitely gonna move back now because I definitely need to do this. And it's a weird thing of like loss gives you a really interesting perspective on things. Um, and like it just like shifted everything inside my head. Like. I realized that like I don't want to be an influencer. It wasn't what I wanted. Like I, I or I want to be a person. I want to be like a person of influence, but not in that capacity. Like I want to be known for like my voice and what I want to say and that and like like causing change in the world. Like beyond just like beyond just like putting on clothes. Like not that I'm um, like diminishing that in any way. It's just what wasn't what I wanted. And I realized like and I, and I was like and I was like I thought Long Beach in LA was going to be the thing for me, and it wasn't either. Just like this isn't what I want either. Um, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this work anymore because I'm not at where I want to be professionally. I don't want to be this, like, influencer life. Like, it just felt so disingenuous to me. I want to ask you this, and then I'm going to move on to some things about when you first moved with your mom, okay? So, I think, what do you cherish the most about that time you did get with your dad? Because I think it was so valuable, like, right there at the end. Um, Yeah, what are some of the things you cherish most about that time you got to spend with him, if anything? Sorry, you're making me cry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, 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 it's fine. No, I, I don't hear that question at all. It's a lovely question. Um, I think, like, when we were there, like, he was so happy. And that was, like, really important to me. Um, like, 
he wanted to do everything with us, you know, and like he and he was he was like very like like whenever I came home, he was super happy for sure. Um, but like having and I mean, my dad has seven kids, um, and everyone's everywhere else around the world. Um, so, but the fact that like three of them came to visit him, he was like really really happy, and like I I, I mean like I mean it was interesting because like he really like his demeanor changed like a one eighty when they when my siblings got there. Um, and, like, I mean, like, he wanted to stay up with us. We, like, went out drinking one night. We, like, you know, we watched movies together. Like, it was really beautiful, and I think I cherished the fact that, like, he was just, like, so, so, so happy. Um, and the last night before, um, my brother, so my brother had left. The, the, um, the, so we, my brother had left the day before Christmas. He wanted to have Christmas with his partner and with his mom and stuff. Um, and my, and my, and my sister was like, <laughs> was like, whatever. <laughs> so my sister and I stayed and we left Christmas day. And that before we, and when we left, my dad pulled us in and was just like, he was like, you guys have given me so much joy that I will never be able to like express fully because he was so bad with words. Um, I never to express fully. And like, and like, I and like he, he, he was like I don't think you realize how hard it was to be a parent and to know like to, especially and like basically for my siblings like, to know that he wasn't the dad that they deserved but that they still like loved him and like cherished him and treated him like as a father like meant a lot to him and I think for me like I think for me like him being able to really be the dad that he wanted to be for me so I, I think like. Like I, like, I was telling him, you know, I was, like, I, you know, I was, like, Dad, I'm moving back in, like, a few weeks. Like, just stick it out for a few weeks. And I feel like he knew it was going to happen. Because when he was talking to us, you know, he, you know, he, he like, he's, he's, like, hey, I'm very happy. And I want to know that you two, like, the, like, you, like, you kids have, you, you said you kids have saved me from myself. And you have saved me from, like, damnation. It was interesting, like, how he, like, referenced God a lot of ways. And, like, saved me from damnation. Um... It's just like really beautiful. Um, so yeah, so I, I will, I will definitely cherish that. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's so good. I'm like realizing there's so many like questions I could ask you about so many different angles of stuff, but I want to kind of move into what that time period was like for you after your dad passed away. You decided to move home mm-hmm. um, and back to Oceanside. I don't know if we already said that, but it was in Oceanside, California, and I remember like. I don't know how long into it it was, but I remember you would like text me and you said that <laughs> because you had like a few weeks there where you were like applying to jobs, you were kind of getting settled. And so I think you felt like you didn't, you didn't really know what was going to happen and you were a little bit nervous about that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just kind of curious, like what that experience was like and how you kind of coached yourself through that uncertainty period until um, finding your current position. So and so it's so, so a good question. So I, so I moved back. Um, like I knew that I didn't want to like wallow for so long. My mom and I both, we like, like we, like, again, like we knew it was going to happen at some point. So we like prepared for it to an extent. Um, and like the others wanted to like sit there and like constantly reel in this like sadness. So we give ourselves some like time um, to like decompress. We, and particularly after, after the, the memorial. So when I came back from the, from the memorial, um and, and and even after we passed, I was still like living. I was still living with you until the end of January. So I the end of January, I I still was gonna move, and I was and I had like a few weeks, like I think I, I, like a full week to like decompress and stuff. And I 
came back with this mission of like, okay, Jordan, you're going to you like I was like, you're gonna find jobs in your field. Um, which I knew was very little. So I was, I was like, I was like, if you don't find jobs within three months. Cause I also saved I saved some money from my last job. So I was like, I have enough to get me through like about like, two months, like like without asking money from my mom at all. Um so I was like, if I have a job in two months, I'll work at a coffee shop and I will pursue this like influential life. Um, to be to be like a San Diego based blogger influencer because there wasn't really a space for that and I was like well, and I was, I was like I was like I can create the space um, and I and I, like, I was constantly texting you like <laughs> I was constantly like like my life is a mess this is so hard I know I'm through this blah 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 mind you like it's so funny because like really like really Emily I got a job within a month of me being there I know <laughs> so, I, <it's> like, <laughs> wait okay so one of the things that um, I don't know how much you noticed this in the beginning when you first moved there. It's definitely conversations we've had, you know, once you were living there for a while. But what was it like for you moving to such a, like, um, white um, suburban town coming from living in Long Beach, which is, like, diverse? And even coming from the Bay Area, which is, like, even more diverse. Um, so what? <laughs> what? So that's something because that's a question I was going to ask you later as well. Because, I mean, no offense, you, you moved to, like, white town. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so this is really funny that you asked me that, too. Um, but yeah, sorry, but sorry, were you, still, were you still finishing the question? No, just basically like, um, what was that transition like for you back then? And then um, have you even learned how to like deal or cope with that at all? Um, so I, I want to take this moment to like give gratitude to my friend Jordan Verdeen, um, which like one of the only times I ever say this about him because I love him to death and he's like my bro, but like such a dick. So like, I, I never say bro. So like, um, but when I was talking about moving back, you know, I was like, I'm really nervous about moving back. And he had made a comment. He was like, he, he's, like he's like, you're not, said you're not moving back to the same person you were when you left. So it's going to be a whole different experience, a whole different Jordan. I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay. So I really had that in my head a lot when I was coming back. I knew that Oceanside, um, it, like, Oceanside, Oceanside's a beautiful town, and like North County, San Diego is a beautiful area to be. But like, at the end of the day, like, it's not as diverse in terms of like what I view diversity as. Like, there is diversity in terms of the population, but like, particularly where I live, it's strongly military um, and strongly like families and like white people. You know, and so it just wasn't what I desired in my community. And particularly, like, living in Long Beach, um, where it is a diverse town, like, I feel like that city fostered so much within me. And of course, I have my critiques. Like, I told my critiques of, like, it's diverse, but also segregated as well. But, like, in Northern side, it's, like, I literally cannot. Like, in other than in Long Beach, I can go within five minutes and see, like, four different, like, ethnicities of people. I can't do the Northern side. I'll go five minutes and I'll still see white people. If I'm lucky, like I'll see like like where I live, I'll see I'll see like I'll see like some Latino population. Then when I get through that, it's just white people again. So it's like to me it's very, very singular. Um so I but I dealt with it knowing that like knowing that like it was gonna be a temporary thing. And that's when you would tell me too, Jordan, Emily, it's like you would say this is all temporary, Jordan. And like this isn't like the end of your story, this isn't your paradigm. And like 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 you like you will make the changes that you want and you will like have what you want. Yeah, definitely. No, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And we might touch on it later and not later. Definitely other podcasts about that. Because, yeah, like you said, we both are kind of um, in those more like wider uh, cities right now, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did want to like, talk about um, your job and stuff, too. So obviously, once you moved there, like you said, you got that job within the first month. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about like what that job is. But I would also really like to know um, 
see if I can phrase it right. Like, how do you think that job served you in the moment? And like, because I feel like it happened in a very like critical time for you. And like, mm-hmm. I think it carries with it like so many things that were like personal development moments for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you could also talk about like for your identity and being Jewish and black and like all these intersections that you have. Mm-hmm. And so I'd kind of love to know like maybe like what it taught you in that moment or like what purpose you think it kind of served you in that space of where you were back then, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. So, and, and I really have no problem saying where I work. I work for a organization called the Leech Tech Foundation, which is a Jewish-based, um, like, philanthropic organization. Um, and so, going back, like, when I was looking for jobs, I was listening to Oprah's podcast, Super Soul, and she was talking about, it was episode with, <laughs> shameless plug, all right, please sponsor us. <laughs> um, I was listening to her episode with RuPaul, and they talked about this idea of, like, divine timing, when something, like, really tragic happens, something, like, really um, beautiful happens to like to like um, have e- equilibrium and balance it out. So, um, in terms of application for the job, like, oh, sorry, I'm like my mind's in some different places. So basically, I am a communications associate for the foundation, um, which is amazing. It's a Jewish-based institu- um, organization, once institution, but organization. Um, and so when I applied to them, I had familiarity with the property and with the organization before it was like as big as it is now in the community um and it was like it was like it literally like took every box it was communications associate so communications job strong um experience and knowledge in social media uh works for a lot of nonprofits. And i knew that i wanted i knew that i wanted to do nonprofit work for sure i knew that i wanted to do work that like helps communities and helps people um but helps communities that like that are like are like that i can identify with i guess not to like be self-serving but to just like have a closer sense of like identity um but i and i'm making sense of this i never thought i'd work for, like a jewish organization like my jewishness has always been like the last part of me i've loved with being black i've loved with being queer i've never loved with like being jewish but we did a lot of jewish stuff together emily when we were in long beach with the halal and I knew that I wanted to incorporate more Jewish life and values into my life. So I knew that it was a part of myself that I wanted to explore more. Um, so the fact that the fact that was a Jewish organization was like amazing. Um, I went through four interviews. And I was like, this is really intense. Then <laughs> um, like it, it, it was really intense. Like, and it's like, and I and I and I, it's like, I almost didn't apply because I didn't, I know I didn't have the full skill set. And I remember particularly Jen Newton was like. Who cares about the skills that like still apply? Like, well, it was Jen Newton, but she got that from um, "You're a Badass." Um, yeah, exactly. And it's like, it was like, just still apply. Like, you don't know what's gonna happen. Um, so I definitely will say I, I'm, I imagine I wasn't the most qualified candidate, but I know that I'm like unique, and I know that I was qualified for sure. Um, but, but so yeah, so um, and, and you can tell, you can tell me if I'm like if I'm like tangenting from your from your question. I feel but, like I should phrase it though is it do you do you want me to rephrase it or no 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 no. i no okay let, let me just go on and tell me if you're like no bitch this is what i want this is what i wanted and i, and I can cut it out too <laughs> um <laughs> and so sorry and so the moment when, like the moment that helped for me that was your question to the moment that helped for me um it was like it was like a really interesting like proof of this one that I have been like asking for and like waiting for, such because, like I said, this organization checks every box. It aligns with my beliefs, beliefs as a person. It 
encapsulates a part of my identity, but also strives to do work that like be like beyond like grant makes like equips people with the resources to like thrive and not just survive but, like thrive. So like it like holds a lot of like like meaning to me as a person. Um, it came at a time where I didn't think I was gonna have a job like this at all either. Um, so yeah, like it was just like such an interesting and interesting interesting um thing that happened. And also um a big moment was like coming down from my previous job at the, as an intern i had a lot of like feelings of like my work isn't worthy and i'm not worthy of work and i'm not good at my work so having an organization like like i, I mean like, like like i i literally left the last interview and within like an hour my boss called me and was like we want to hire you which 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 i don't know if that happens to like, everybody or not but i imagine like in a lot of cases it takes like a few days for them to say something and like for that to happen for her to call me like within a few hours and say we like i want to hire you like that was like, well, like, people really see, like, my worth, and they see something, and that was, like, a lot for me to, like, accept, and, and I just went through a lot of, like, dealing with that, too, throughout the process. Did that answer your question? Yeah, that was perfect. I didn't even think about, like, it's funny how, I mean, everyone's stories can, like, parallel and have similarities, but, like, how we went through that experience of, like, feeling not necessarily, like, Res- I don't know the word respected or like appreciated mm-hmm. in certain mm-hmm. positions and then here you got this opportunity that was like a complete 160 and like shifted your view of yourself and like who you are as a professional and like all these mm-hmm. different kind of things so I think that it served you like perfectly at that time in your life and like gave you exactly what you um what you needed um oh yeah and you've been working there for what, like a year Almost a year, yeah. It'll be a year at the end of February. So we are like super, Ooh. super. Um, I say we like as like me and the organization. I'm, I'm like, I really can't believe it. And I feel like this, re- I feel like this really puts into perspective like how much a year like changes you and how much can happen in a year for sure too. Because truly, like, it's been more than a year since like I moved out. Like truly, I really, oh my, oh my god. Legit, like, it's been, like, a year and, like, three days since I moved Wait, out. Wait, that much? So, basically, all this happened in a year. Wow. Oh, my <laughs> God. That was been a crazy year, Jordan. I'm shook. <laughs> I'm shook. Yeah, legit, How exactly. What is that? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, cause I, I left on the, the 28th of last year, Ooh. so it's been literally just a year now since then. Okay, so we just kind of wrapped up this past year and some months of what's been happening. I want to kind of bring people to where we're at right now um, and just sort of talk about, like, what is true for you right now and what's going on with you. So where are you currently at today, Jordan, in terms of and anything you want to touch on? You touch yeah, on. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so currently, um, I will say, like, professionally, I'm thriving for sure. Um, I did not think I'd be here. I would not. And it's like interesting because I know Emily and I had a lot of talks about this before we graduated. Like we didn't want to be in like corporate-ish structures. Um, but I find that I like love it. I think I love it because like other day, like we're not a corporate structure. Um, like it's so collaborative and it has like a really big startup startup type of feel. And I think it's just incredible. So I'm I'm in love like I'm in love with this work. Um, so I've been almost a year into the work. Um, I am like I mean like I'm doing what I want to be doing. Isn't it? Isn't it's like really enabled me to travel a lot too. I've traveled to 
like I mean, I went to several conferences. I traveled to New States. I went to I went to Detroit. That was amazing. I just came back from Israel. That was like incredible too. Um, that was not via work, but I stayed extra for work because our work, my my organization does work within San Diego, but also in Jerusalem. Um, so this, this work has this place has been amazing. And I work as I work with most incredible people. Like my boss, like my direct supervisor. I not, she she always not say boss, I say colleague. Um, but like she's just incredible. Like she is a like she, she's 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 brilliant. She's a genius. You know, I work a lot with like when you know, I, I I get to talk to our, our president and vice president all the time. You know, it's super cool. And I mean, like, and you you can't tell she's been to my property before. Not my property, but like the property. <laughs> Did I rap before? <laughs> You've been to like to been to been to like our you know our property. We own this like gorgeous piece of land that isn't just our it's isn't just our foundation. It's like all these other organizations that work out there. And we have a farm on there. It's just this so like nature field. And that's like I feel like I feel more holistic. Is that kind of interesting that you asked me this? Because they've been asking everybody, um to just like describe themselves with I am statements. And I so when I think about this like job, like I will say like I am whole. With that, I oh, am. But you, Oprah now, okay, Oprah. That's an Oprah. <laughs> I am whole with it. Um, personally, okay. still a little like messy. Um, um, I'm trying right now. I coming back from my trip in Israel. I realized how important, how not important, how necessary. I'm like, but it is for me to have a LGBTQ community around me. So now my my intention this year is to build that. So like my well my my word of the year is to connect. And I want that connection to turn into building. So I want to build more LGBTQ community. Um, I'm making plans to move out towards San Diego um, because that's where I want to be, and that's where like I will find the community as well. So, I'm, but I'm definitely in the plans to do that. So that's where I'm at with that. How about you, Emily? Um, um I live in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> um, I currently work for the child care center at Lovely Gold's Gym, which has been actually pretty rewarding, I will say. Like, I, I feel like I needed it to kind of pull me into 2019 with positivity. Mm. Obviously, there's, like, ups and downs to everything, but, like, just being around little kids all the time and, like, just seeing, like, their innocence and their youth just kind of reminds you, like, to not take life so seriously. And I really appreciate that, and I think that I really have needed that. Um, in addition to that, I have kind of, like, launched a little bit more of, like, a freelance career on the side. Um, so yeah, I've been doing, I have like three clients now that I'm doing like, uh, social media marketing and like communications work for it that are, um, local here where I live. So that's exciting. Um, so yeah, I'd say professionally, um, we're like, we're a little flopped, we're a little flopped. I think professionally for me, I wouldn't say it's messy. I think I'm just in this like discovery phase and I'm doing a lot of like trying to figure out, um, what I even want my career to be and like to look like. And you know, where I need to be located to like make that actually happen and stuff. So I'm trying to be graceful with myself and just allow myself to explore without feeling like mm. I'm falling behind or like I'm lacking in some way, if that makes sense. So I'm just trying to be very like intuitive about it um, and intentional with like the next step um, mm -hmm. in finding a job or career and that sort of thing. So that's kind of like career wise. Um, and then, yeah, personally, everything has been pretty good. I mean, you know, life's a little cray, but I did 30 days of yoga. Thank you to yoga with Adrian. Oh my God, you did 30 days? Today's day 30. I missed, I missed when I was sick though. So I mean, I wasn't like, I missed a couple days, but yeah, basically, I mean. Yes, <laughs> yes, Depot Center. 
<laughs> I do. I do feel centered. So I think I've been doing a lot of like um, that kind of work, just trying to be very like present and like intentional with how I'm spending my time and like listening to podcasts. And then I went to the library and got books. I'm just trying to be like very, I'm trying to fill myself up with good things. And I've been like taking some time away from my personal social media just to like be more in the moment and like be like, I need to stay in my lane this year. I need to not be so focused on what everyone else is mm. doing. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's a couple things for me. Is there anything else I want to add? If you can use an I am statement, what would it be? Ooh, um, I want it to be like, I am discovering or like something that's like, I am like exploring one of those two. I'm discovering or I'm exploring. That's how I feel right so mm-hmm. yeah I think this year is going to be really good for the both of us and I'm excited um and yeah I think leading into that we both also have goals for this podcast do you want to talk a little yeah. bit more about kind of what we want to do with this in 2019 yeah I do thank you I love that um so yeah so like, like at the beginning we really want this to reflect where we are now and I and personally I acknowledge that I feel well I feel not acknowledge I feel that before our podcast was a lot about like being politically correct, not you know like being being a way that's appeasing to all people, um, and being like and being something that like that I like being something like for everybody, which I still want, but I really like personally I really want this to be like controversial. I want to like ruffle feathers. I want us to talk about things in like all ways. I think I think I might both agree that we really want to expand our roles as storytellers with people. Um, so it's like not so much always insert and inject our own thoughts, but talk to more people and hear about what they have to say as well. But like, I feel like that's what we've talked about a lot with taking this direction, this podcast is to make it more so like about life. And like, as we said in the beginning to stop portraying who we think we need to be and start embodying who we are and where we are at in our lives. That's perfect. So we wanted to leave you um, with just a couple of the topic ideas that we have moving forward, like Jordan said, with this kind of like new embodiment that we're going to be doing here. So a couple other things that we are going to be touching on that you can look forward to is talking about authenticity online, talking about Israel and world politics, business and careers, and other things with possible guests. Um, like people that we find important in the community talking about manhood womanhood um, and things of that nature and much much more so make sure that you are staying tuned every monday we are going to be dropping a new podcast (laughs) you're subscribed on apple um, on itunes or wherever you listen on google play right is the other one Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Google Play or now they have Google Podcasts. I think Apple too is on. It's like Apple Podcasts now. Apple Podcasts, right? So yeah. yeah. Google Podcast. Um, I think we have one on Stitcher too. This year we're gonna try to do Spotify. That's the goal to go on Spotify. If we get Spotify, that means we're fucking legit. <laughs> so yes, make sure that you're subscribed. Make sure you share it with your friends. Please interact with us on social media. I think you know where to find and follow us. If you have any suggestions on things that you would like us to talk about, please like shoot it in our DMs. If you're our friend, just text us. You know, you know the drill. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Anything else? Oh, my handle is. Ask me that Okay, so you can follow me on Instagram at underscore Emily M A E E. That's double E's. Emily, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can find me at Joho Daniels on across all 
social media platforms. My handle and everything, Joho Daniels, J-O-H-O Daniels. Before I leave, I want to leave people with something as well. Either like a challenge in terms of like what we talked about or like suggestions. So one book we, one, I want to a suggestion of a book. One book that we both read last year was You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. And since it is a new year, February is still part of the new year. I think it's a great um, book, great self personal growth book to experience um, within, within the new year to like just take you to different places. I love yeah. that. Perfect. And on that note, Thanks for listening. Bye.